0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: This
2: is a Record Room production yo what's going on lions fans what's up guys um uh, today we got a, a very interesting show we got 11 people in our locker right now and we're gonna talk about some transactions the lines made this week and then we also got some draft talk some q a with the with the listeners so so we got a fun show malcolm Pierre, how are you boys doing today pretty good what's up with you guys doing good
3: man doing good Woo. you know i'm yep. doing good man
2: yep and uh we were just talking pre-show how Malcolm has transported his allergies. that I was talking about last episode to me now. And um, and I was making fun of him for not having Claritin. And not, now I don't have Claritin. So, uh, karma got my ass. But let's not talk about that. Let's get into the show. Let's talk some football. Um, the Lions made some transactions. Like I said, they've uh, added to their list. Last week, it was just Desmond Trufant that they cut. Now they've added to that list. Another corner, Justin Coleman, veteran corner. And then they've also... Uh, released tight end Jesse James, and then it looks like there's some other moves that could potentially be made very soon. But let's talk about what we got right now and not speculate. We got Coleman, Jesse James. Pierre. what's your thoughts
4: on this, man? Yeah, I think these moves had to happen. Uh, Justin Coleman, he's a solid nickel, but he's not worth $9 million or whatever his cap hit was. Detroit saves, I believe, $5 million. They didn't designate him as a uh, post-June 1st cut. And then Jesse James, the guy never looked up to his deal. And Christian Jones, he's not hes not a good linebacker. I never understood why they re signed him. So, yeah.
2: Now, I mean, you know, maybe we thought it could add up when they gave him that midseason extension in 2019, but it still never made sense. And it, and it still doesn't make sense to this day. And like you said, Jesse James just never really ended up living up to that expectation. So, I mean, that made a lot of sense. It was a year that, you know, they could cut him where they could save some cap. I mean, it made a lot of sense. They have some tight ends on their roster as well. So they have Hunter Bryant. Maybe he gets more of an opportunity. Maybe they, you know, go in the draft. Maybe they go in for agency replacement replace him and get a cheaper option. Because, I mean, Jesse James was supposed to be that tight end too. But, I mean, just never really lived to the expectations that the you know Lions had for him. He didn't really have much of a role on this team as well. So, you know, it was a bit disappointing. And then uh, with Justin Coleman, you know, a guy almost in that same boat, just was making a little bit too much money as well. I agree with that. I mean, he was, he's a fine player. Last year was a little, you know, injury riddle season for him. But overall, a very good player. Um, It made sense for the cap hit, though. And, you know, the Lions are probably just going to go out there and replace him and get another nickel corner, whether that be via for agency or maybe probably, probably not the draft because I don't see the Lions using any, you know, top picks. And a guy that would be even ready enough to play in the nickel corner day one. So it would probably have to come via – free agency and they'll probably get someone at a cheaper you know cost so you know overall that makes a lot of sense and then who else am i missing uh we got i said we need oh, everyone yeah. yeah we need Yeah, yeah christian jones uh, yeah so i mean none of them were shocked by any means and I, I expect some more to come as you know brad holmes and his staff try to free up some more cap so um overall i mean these were expected none of these shocked me one bit what about you malcolm
3: Man, y'all guys are nice as hell because you guys said, "Um, Jesse James didn't meet, meet expectations." That dude had like ten catches in two years. Like this is, he didn't do shit. <laughs> like I, I seen this cut come in miles away. Like he didn't do anything. Yeah, I think well, he had one touchdown with us. Uh, one touchdown had, that came this year. I think he had more like,
2: than that. I think he had like. Uh, from the top of my head, I can think of two. I can think of the one versus the Bears this year, and I can think of the one versus the no, Broncos. No, I think
3: it really is those two. I think that's that's the only two touchdowns he had with us. Like,
2: oh, I think he said one. That's why. So I so I can no, think no. of two.
3: Yeah, I, I I said one, but yeah, you're right. It is two. He had two touchdowns with us in two years. Yeah, that's my um, one, one. He two definitely, two he definitely, ahead. definitely didn't live up to that contract. You're like, hell, he should have took a vet minimum. Like it, it is, we well, the production he put out there was bad. So yeah, he definitely. You know him being gone is something that we seen coming. Justin Coleman, he had a he had a really good first year with us, and I, I was really hoping that he could have took a step in that you know next direction. Year two, you know he calls how many fumbles? I, I don't know a lot. <laughs> so like four, right? Four, yeah, just knocking them out, just 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 punching the balls out. So I thought he was going to really take a step in the right direction, but you know this year did definitely didn't work out for him. Um, so I'm I'm hoping the best for him, and. Yeah, who else we have? It was Jesse James, Coleman. There's another one. There's somebody else. Am I missing somebody?
2: Christian Jones. <laughs> Christian Jones.
3: Christian Jones. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just his, his name says it all. Why he got cut. His name is Christian Jones. That, that, that's it. Yeah. So
2: we got, we got some breaking news as far as the Pistons, but I don't know if you guys care about that. Savi so my, my just got traded. So, oh, okay.
3: What do you you got to?
2: Oklahoma City. The Pistons are getting uh, Diallo, and Pistons are trading a two thousand two two 2027 second-round pickets to V. Mike Kyle okay. to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay. So, I don't know. That just caught me a little off I air. Mean, okay. Th- there we go. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, none of these were, you know, shock. I don't think any – all three of us are not shocked. I don't think anybody here in this live stream right now is a shock. And – this is probably news that is just isn't even worth really much talking about much more. Let's talk about some draft stuff right now. And we were actually having we were doing our show. We were doing our emergency pod. It was about Galladay, Romeo Quara, and then after our show, we usually like to have a little conversations afterwards. And we were talking about just the top quarterbacks in this draft class. So guys like Lawrence, Justin Fields, uh Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. And Pierre asked me and we all kind of had different rankings at this quarterback position. And Pierre asked me what were my quarterback rankings. And mine are a little different from his. So I want to start off with Pierre, though. Pierre, what is your top five
4: quarterbacks going into this, into this draft class? All right. At number one, we got Trevor Lawrence, then Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. You got more You got more to that?
2: Well, why is that your list? Oh, okay. You want me to say why? Yeah.
4: Okay, um, <laughs> Zach Wilson, I just think um, he could start right now. He's ready. Uh, regarding Trey Lance and Justin Fields, I think they do need to uh, spend some time on the bench, like wait a year or so. And the reason why I have Lance over Fields because I think Lance has a higher ceiling, and um, also Lance played in a pro style offense, Justin Fields did not. So that's another thing that's going for uh, Lance. That's about it. Yeah, and then you said QB five is Mac Jones, I believe. Yeah, it's just, I mean, after those guys, it's kind of like a free fall for me. Not really high on the rest.
2: That's basically how I am. Uh, I've told you guys this. It's not going to happen. But if I were a general manager and, like, let's say all those four QBs were gone, obviously with the trade, Lance, Zach Wilson, Lawrence, and Fields, I would not touch one of these guys, and I mean it, until a third round. Like, realistically, I would not touch him if I was a general manager. Is that going to happen? No, because Mac Jones would probably be a first-round pick. Or... Maybe even Kyle Trask ends up slipping in the second or third round, but if I were a general manager and I don't get one of those top four QBs, I don't touch any of these other guys until day three. That's not going to happen, but if I were the general manager, that's what I would do. But uh, my rankings go like this: I got number one Lawrence, I got number two Trey Lance, I got number three Justin Fields, and number four Zach Wilson, and then number five I could care less. Uh, I'll say Mac Jones just because maybe he's the smartest out of the out of the group, but Ooh. I think there. Yeah. Explain why you say who after Mac Jones every time?
3: I mean, uh, if I mean, if, if you know hip hop, um, Mike Jones, you know, who? Just, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that is
2: a who? If you ask if You ask it's about Mike who Jones. Mike Jones.
3: Who, who's Mike Jones? Who is Mike Jones? Mike Jones. You <laughs> Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Jones.
2: No, no idea. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that, that was a little quick. But yeah, uh, so Mac Jones number five. But the reason why I got Trey Lance a little higher than maybe a guy like Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields, and it's a bit of a shock. I think Trey Lance's boom or his ceiling could be a lot higher. And I thought Pierre actually had a very phenomenal breakdown, saying you know he kind of played in that pro style offense. I think people take for granted because they're not in a power five school. They just think you know it's not a it's a good a good school you know for development. I mean North Dakota State just because they're out of five school doesn't mean they're a school that doesn't, you know, produce talent. I mean, this year I believe they got three, you know, players in this draft. Two of them are going to be first-round picks most likely with Ruddins and um, and Trey Lance. Obviously four years ago you had um, uh, Carson Wentz or five years ago now. But, um, it, I mean, the school develops talent. I mean, just because they don't play the most flashy talent. Lance is definitely a scary pick. I mean, he is definitely not a guy that's – for sure going to succeed in the league, but I think if he goes in the right system, I think his skill set has the most upside than maybe any other quarterback in this class outside of Trevor Lawrence. So that's why I'm extremely high on Trey Lance. It's a very risky pick, like I mentioned though, cause I mean, there's a chance that his game doesn't translate to the NFL style. Cause I, I was as much I was just raving about North Dakota State, it is an adjustment at the end of the day. And if you're talking about the Lions I think Trey Lance going to Detroit Lions situation or even like a Carolina Panthers situation, I think that's a phenomenal situation for Trey Lance because, you know, he could sit back for as long as he wants, essentially, and he could you know, really understand the game because the one knock on Trey Lance is the experience and how much time he's played because, in reality, he only has one year under, well. because this year, in 2020, he only played one game, and people are really just talking about that 2019, 2019 season because that's all we really got from Trey Lance, so if you're drafting for the Detroit Lions, I think if you're drafting for the Carolina Panthers, even the Atlanta Falcons at the number four, I think those situations could really, really benefit a guy like Trey Lance. Maybe rather than you know like a New York Jets where they might need him to step in as soon as they won, I don't think that would succeed, and that's where the floor would hit for Trey Lance. But if Trey Lance goes to one of those three destinations that I just said, I think one of the Falcons, the Lions, or the Panthers, I think you're going to get the really best out of this guy because he could just sit back, you know, really watch the game. Watch a veteran, a guy like Jared Goff, you know, be under under snap for maybe a year or two. And then when Trey Lance is ready, he's ready. We can throw him in, you know, in the game. And then you hope, you know, you develop a nice quarterback at that point. But overall, um, that's why I think Lance is my my second quarterback. But it's definitely a risky pick. And I could see why he wouldn't be the second quarterback taken off the board. But I think overall, when we look back at this draft maybe in three to five years, I think we can look at Trey Lance, you know, potentially being – the best quarterback or the second best quarterback in this class. So um, where he's projected to go is what will really end up happening in his career, in my opinion. And that's where I can really make an, uh, an expectation for him at that point. But if he goes to one of those three spots that I just said, I, I'm, I'm through the roof happy for Lance. I think he'll be a very successful quarterback. And then Justin Fields, who I have him over, Zach Wilson. It's just more, you know, I value more athleticism. Um, Zach Wilson, he, he's a guy who could move out of the pocket. But one problem when you watch the film, it's sometimes he, he, escapes the, he escapes the pocket too quickly. Sometimes I want to see Wilson just sit in that pocket and make the read. Sometimes you watch the film, he'll just escape right away, and then he'll take a bad sack. Or he'll escape right away and then take a little short pass when he, could, he had someone right you know deep. Um, Fields has the complete opposite problem, and he sometimes sits in the pocket for too long. Sometimes Justin Fields thinks, you know, he, he, he looks through all his reads, and sometimes he'll just be sitting in that pocket for too long, and then he'll take a bad sack as well. So I think both guys will improve on that when they get in the NFL, but I think uh, Fields and Wilson are a toss-up. Um, I just value a little bit more athleticism over, you know, a pocket quarterback, which Zach Wilson isn't just a pocket quarterback, but I think Justin Fields' game just transits a little better to the NFL and what the NFL is going towards, but I think it's a coin flip between both those guys so i mean i think you can make the argument either way if you like fields or if you like zach wilson i'm not going to debate you i think they're both very valid so that's my five what about you Matt?
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
3: Okay, here comes the controversy. Here we go. Um my my five is different. And I'm gonna explain why I'm gonna go with my five, okay? So my first one, my my top quarterback on my board is actually Zach Wilson. That's my QB one. Um then Trevor Lawrence number two, Trey Lance at number three, Zach Fields at number four, and then Mac Jones, who? Mac Jones at QB five. And the reason why I'm going Zach Wilson ahead of Trevor Lawrence is not a knock on Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence and when I look at Trevor Lawrence, I'm looking at him more as like a, as far as like an NFL career or not, 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 not really an NFL career because his career was cut short because he wanted it to man um, and because of some injuries. but I look at Tra- Trevor Lawrence as like a, like a Andrew Luck. I think he's gonna have like that type of presence like like Andrew luck. And that's that's not a knock. That's that that's still great. You know, he's still gonna he's still gonna ball out. Still gonna have phenomenal numbers. Still could lead a team. Still gonna be a leader. Now the difference between the, um, Zach Wilson is I see that I could see, you know, his, his his ceiling could be like a you know I wouldn't be shocked if he has like a Patrick Mahomes type type career. And and that, that that's just because it's you know just with his arm strength, and it's, it's really possible. So that's why I'm going that route. Not 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 really knock on Trevor Lawrence, but just because of where you know my ceiling for both of these quarterbacks. As far as QB three, um, Trey Lance, I think the I think that kid is really 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 good. But you know, like just like you said, he's a really boomer bus. He has all the tools to succeed, and I think he could really succeed in the right system. So if you get him a right coach, and and a right team that knows how to use him. I think he's gonna be phenomenal. I think he, you know, he could be, you know, who knows? You know, he could be the best quarterback in this draft. We don't know. Um, and then um, we got Fields, and with Fields, when I when I watch Fields, you know, he has a really high powered offense, and he looks great when he looks great, but when he looks bad, for some reason, like 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 he looks really bad, and um, I'm not sure if it was injuries. I'm not sure what what it was. So, you know, I'm hoping he, you know, could bounce back. But I mean, just because of that, I'm, I'm having, a, I have a at QB four and then Mac Jones could easily be QB four in my book. And the reason why, because this guy is, he's smart, he's accurate. And he makes all the right throws. Now, he's not flashy. He's not going to scramble in the pocket. He's not going to um avoid the sack. He's not going to do all those things, but if you give him a hell of an office line and just have him to sit back and make the right throws, I think he could be a really good NFL quarterback it just all depends on where he goes, the system, um, and wherever he lands. If you give him a good offensive line, then just have him sit back and just make the throws. I think he, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna make the throws. So we'll see how that that how that ends up. That's
2: you are a lot higher than Mac Jones, and I think many people are, and especially
3: uh, me. I am. You know. You know. You know. I'm, out, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a I'm a, a Bama fan. So you know. So it's a little bit different. You know. But I just look at him like a. As a very accurate guy. You know, he's not flashy. He's going to sit in the pocket, but I see him making all the right throws, bro.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure.
3: (laughs) I'm just saying, man, like it wouldn't shock me. Like if he's up there, it is what I'm saying in the right system. Like you, for example, Bill Belichick, this is where I see him going. Like if he, we can land in like a new England with Bill Belichick and just sit behind Cam Newton for a year or a half a year I'm telling you, man. Just, you just protect him, give him a line, and he's gonna make the throws, bro. Uh, to
4: me, the Saints make the most sense just because, like, when when you look at Drew Brees and when you look at him, they're, they're they're like similar. Like, they don't really have a strong arm. They're not flashy. They don't move in the pocket, but they make the smart decisions and they're accurate with the football. Like what you said, I think he fits that scheme perfectly. They don't really like attack down the field, so and they have a good running game, good O line, good defense. I think that's a good uh, fit for him.
3: So you know, I, mean, hell, I mean, tiny, look tell good.
2: So I I I got a question for both of you guys though. let's just put you guys in this general manager's shoes right now. So let's say you're the general manager, and I don't care where you're drafted for. Like just say your philosophy of coaching, whatever. Are you drafting this style of quarterback? Like this style of quarterback is just not a today's NFL type guy. This is a guy that maybe works five, not even ten years ago, maybe. Like that that's fine, but when you have zero athletic ability to escape the pocket, your arm is not a sexy arm. There's nothing about Mac Jones' game besides him being a game time manager, and his game time manager ability is like, I think it's a bit overrated as well. But okay, we'll give him that. He has a, he's a good game time manager. Outside of that, are you drafting this guy to take your like take your franchise to the next step? Like, is Mac Jones a guy that could take could elevate your franchise? I don't see that personally. He's a guy that. He could maybe win, maybe win you some games, but he's never a guy that's going to ever hold a Lombardi, help you win a Lombardi trophy in today's NFL. I,
3: um, I, don't, I don't get it. You talk about today's NFL, but who just won the Super Bowl last year? Tom Was Brady. It, 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 the, is, is Tom Brady uh, Lamar Jackson or Russell? Wilson? No, no. Okay, I, about, mean, who, what, I mean, he won I mean, the past 10 years. Who won the most Super Bowls in the past 10 years?
2: Okay, you guys are actually, we're comparing Tom Brady to Mac Jones now.
3: Uh, what I'm saying is that you're saying, no, today, that's you're not, saying today's not the NFL. Same,
2: though, because Tom Brady is a way different quarterback than Mac Jones.
3: NFL style? I mean, like, you're talking about today's NFL. What okay, today's okay, NFL okay. Well, take out
2: Tom Brady. Take out Tom Brady, the, the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Take out him. Who are all the other quarterbacks in this in this playoffs?
3: I mean, I don't know. They can't beat this guy. They're okay. all losing. They're all losing to Tom Brady.
2: Is, that is one out of a million uh quarterbacks ever in the NFL. There's no other quarterback that's ever done what Tom Brady has done in today's NFL. He's just different. That's so, a different that's a different category. I'm not saying so
3: that. All right, so so in today's NFL, you gotta have speed at the quarterback position, is what you're saying.
2: You gotta be somewhat athletic to escape the pocket and get positive yards, yes.
3: In the past four years, how many how many of them held a Lombardi trophy? Um uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, and, and then that, before that, what well, was it? Brady and Brady. It,
2: uh, it's Brady. Okay, you <laughs> okay? Take out Tom Brady though. Look at all the quarterbacks in the playoffs. I who, get it. Who I has it. that Mac Jones build? Drew Brees and Tom Brady. That's it.
3: I know, but I mean, you can you can still win if even you if can he, win
2: with Tom Brady. You can't yes. win with that style of quarterback going forward, in my
4: opinion if everything is built um, around him like everything is set and you plug him in i think you could win like but that's any that's, a, that's any quarterback that's any quarterback at that point yeah so that that's why i said like i could see the saints being a good fit for him so, so why
2: are you drafting this guy when he's just a, a, an anybody anybody could do that with a perfect team if you could build a perfect team around him why are you drafting Mac Jones? Why are you drafting a, this guy in the first round? He's not elevating your franchise any any way. Because any any quarterback in a perfect situation could succeed.
3: Well, you, you don't, I don't really have to say he has to be a I just think he has to have a really good offensive so line. So
2: he has to have a great offensive line, a good defense. A, a, good, a good offensive line. So but he's like, not elevating your team. He has to have a great team around him.
3: I'd I say I a say good offensive line. But as far as like the receiving core, I think he could. I think he'll elevate the receiving core. This guy is, I think, probably accuracy, probably the most accurate quarterback in this draft. In this draft.
2: I mean, you have to take an account too. Those Alabama windows are not the same windows you see in the NFL. Uh, look, uh, look at two I told you.
3: I told you, it's, it's different. When you watch Mac Jones, I told you don't look at the throws that they're wide open. No, I know that. I know but that. But I'm telling you, if you watch his tape, you're gonna see him put balls. Where like, wow, look at that back shoulder, that back shoulder throw. He threw it right where only the receiver can get the ball. Perfect coverage, but there's nothing the cornerback could do because the ball is placed exactly where the ball needs to go. That's what Mac Jones could bring you. Now, again, he's not flashy. But if you're talking about a guy being smart, a guy that's, you know, gonna make accurate throws, he's gonna be that guy.
2: So are we not just going to say Mac Jones is not in the most perfect situation ever? I mean, he has three three of the five offensive linemen in this draft, and they're all considered day one or day two talent. His receiving core are both considered top 10 and top 15 picks. He has another guy in this draft who is considered going to be potentially a top receiver in this class next year as well, and Michi. I mean, it's just – what else could Mac Jones ask for? He was in the most perfect situation that you could ever think of. Uh Yeah. Chris, how are you doing, my man? I'm good. I was just <laughs> going uh I was agreeing with you with the uh, Matt Jones. He had he had a perfect team
1: all season this season. Like all yeah. his windows were look all his passes look good because everybody is nice on that team. I mean, I'm not a big Alabama fan or a big college football fan. I watch when I can, but I mean, his receivers are disgusting, like all of them. So I think he'll be decent, but I would take him in the first round. You know, like you say he doesn't elevate your team. I think he'll be a good quarterback. You know, But I would not take him in the first round at all.
3: <laughs> he, he's, he's definitely going in the first round.
2: No, he's going to go in the
1: first
3: 100%, 100% round. 100% going in the first round. I mean, but, I know. I don't see him going past New England.
2: No, no, no. I, oh, I could see that. But I, he I think, falls to New England, yeah. I think he could go past New England. I think that's possible. But I think he will end up being a first-round pick or at the very least an early second-round pick. But if this were me and I'm sitting in this general manager's shoes, I don't care where I'm sitting in this draft. I don't care, I don't care if I'm number 30. I am not drafting Mac Jones because he's just not a guy that's going to elevate my team. Right. My team, I'll, I'll sit back and I'll take a quarterback when yeah. I have the opportunity. This is not a guy I'm, I'm banking on to elevate my franchise. And, that, and when I'm drafting a, a quarterback in the draft, I'm expecting them to elevate my franchise, especially in the first round. If, if I'm taking a quarterback in the first round, I want this guy to be my franchise quarterback. I want this guy to elevate my team. Mac Jones doesn't do that for me.
4: I kind of agree, Tyler. I just, yes, to like everything has to be perfect around him. That's why I'd rather take a risk on like the other two guys, um, Lance Wilson and, uh, Fields, yeah. Fields yeah, I mean, over, over that, the safe pick. Cause those guys are kind of like boom or bust, but their boom is through the roof and the bust. I mean, you just have to hope you have the right coaches around them and the, the right players around them. Now, uh, Nathan, what's up, man? How y'all doing, hey, man? Pretty good.
3: What's going on, Nate?
1: Awesome, man. Looking forward to talking Lions on Friday night.
3: <laughs> oh, money, right? <laughs> we'll try to, to do this every Friday. So
1: I, lo- I love the Lions, man. I mean, I live in Texas, so I don't get a lot of love around the Lions here. So, so, so what's
2: that game you're in? I see in your picture you're at Ford Field. Uh, who, who are they Dallas, playing that game?
1: Dallas and, um, and Detroit. Um, it was my first Lions game ever. When I mean, we lost the game,
2: the Driscoll game?
1: Yeah, the Driscoll game, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Driscoll made a nice play, um made a nice fake on the touchdown. I remember it I was, like, a- right in the end zone, so I was yeah. like, Oh that was nice. And then both Scarborough was running over everybody in that game.
2: Yes. Um yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I thought we were gonna great. win that game, but that was uh yeah. Dallas Dallas got us again. In fact I've been to both Dallas games. I went to the one in Texas Stadium or or in Jerry World where uh where Dak threw that uh, wheel route to Zeke. Oh, don't oh, get me started. So gets, like, Hammer, goes, oh, like, God dang it. Fucking Jared yeah, Davis.
3: Man. Fucking Jared <laughs> Davis.
1: Oh, huh? like, I, saw, I saw it before it was even happening. I was like, oh, my God. Zeke's on. Dave, Davis is on Zeke. You're going to throw it to him? I told my friend. I was like, I can't even look at it, man. I know it's going to happen. He's going to throw right to him. He's going to see, like, barbecue chicken, man. He's going to see it. Like, oh, hell. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I wanted to chime in on the Mac Jones thing. Who? So – <laughs> the Mac, yeah, right. Who? No, no, no. Do not keep saying it. <laughs> um, you know who I see him kind of being? Um, Kirk Cousins. Okay, I is could see him. I could, I could see him kind of being a Kirk Cousins. You know, smart, accurate thrower, but throws really short passes. But is real accurate. And maybe can throw some deep balls once in a while. I think honestly, if New England or Washington. Has a chance at him. I think he'd be perfect for that for those systems, especially New England. You know, Bill Belichick can can take anybody, especially an Alabama dude that's well coached by Saban, that's fundamentally sound. I mean, all he needs is a guy to throw the ball. I mean, I know they re-signed Cam, but that would be a great opportunity for Mac to learn behind Cam or Stidham or whatever it is to bring in competition. But I see a Kirk Cousins. I think he could be a Kirk Cousins type of dude. Not too flashy, but accurate, you know, um, not going to light the scoreboard on fire, but if you put some weapons
2: around him, he could be successful. So, yeah. No, I mean, again, that's, I think, the upside of Mac Jones. And yeah. and even with that, Kirk Cousins is still not a, a guy that elevates your franchise either. And, exactly, and, and, exactly, and that, yeah. And that's a guy where I think the Vikings were even like, hey, maybe we regret giving him this guy this contract, <laughs> you know, maybe this guy's now worth that, you know, that contract, because I don't think he's think- worth that contract. I think Alabama quarterbacks they get
1: they they don't um, I don't know they struggle in the NFL. I mean, they Jalen Hurts is still is still um, is, is waiting to be seen, but um, they struggle because it's, they're more of a system oriented kind of quarterback. They're not like uh, they're not like a Lance or they're not like a field where they're athletically or are able to do things on their own. They they pretty much have played in the system. That's why I think New England's perfect for him because he can learn. Behind Cam or learn behind Stidham or compete with Stidham, and Belichick will mold him into what he wants. They just gotta get some weapons
4: around him. Um, I kind totally of disagree with you how you said like Alabama, like around the system. I think here's the thing: never scout the helmet, scout the player. Every player is different. Like last year, obviously Tua is different than Mac Jones, mm-hmm. and they're different than like Greg McElroy and all the other guys. So Mac Jones, yeah, he's not as mobile, but Tua was kind of mobile, right?
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will I will say I will say this in your argument that the Alabama quarterback has evolved. They're not the McCarrens of the world. They're not yeah, exactly. the, you know the the short throw guys. They're more athletic like the Tua's or the Jalen Hurts right. types, you know, they they have evolved a little bit more, but I think they kind of went back to the normal I was just
2: going to say that.
1: Yeah, the short, <laughs> the short short throw guys and Mac Jones and it also helps he's got waddle Smith I mean, he's got a plethora of weapons, so, you know,
3: <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, yeah.
1: it makes him, makes him look a lot better.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, and I, I 100% agree with that. Thank you, Nathan. Yeah, no Thank problem, you, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I um, mean, you know, I guess we talked about Matt Jones for a lot longer. Let's talk about a guy that had a pro day today and a guy that really impressed me. And I want to make this clear. And and these two could vouch for me right now. And Malcolm might, you know, play some shit right now. But did not I tell you I trade Lance's quarterback too before this pro day today? Yes. Okay. And Malcolm's gonna say I'm a liar. I guarantee. Okay.
3: You fucking liar.
2: <laughs> I knew it was coming. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think his pro day was very impressive today, man. He really made some, you know, big time throws. He was a guy I I came out really impressed. You guys both watched the pro day, I believe, right? Yes. Or at least, yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw
3: some of it. I was working, but I saw some of it.
2: Yeah, okay. So, Pierre, I, wh- wh- what was your thoughts on Trey Lance today? what Would you see today that you know maybe stood out to you something that maybe concerns you? What did you see about Trey Lance?
4: Um, on tape, his footwork was a little iffy. Today, it looked a lot better. and he did have some. He still had some trouble with like some short throwing accuracy. Uh, he still had that today. That, that was something I want to see improved. Um, he looked good in the red zone drills, the fade routes. He looked he showed off his arm. Really strong arm. I like his medium throws, kinda of like his ten to fifteen yarders. He throws a really nice ball. The way the ball like gets out of his hand, it's a really nice release. So it was nice to see that. Obviously, like there was no defenders, but that, that's about it.
2: Yeah, Dan Campbell and I believe Brent Holmes are both at attendance at this pro day today. So um, Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I, I was really impressed with with Trey Lance, man, he showed off that arm that I've always I've been raving about, and I've been making this comparison. And then I heard Daniel Jeremiah said it on the broadcast today, and I was like, I'm I'm gonna get myself some brownie points here. I'm gonna pat myself on the back right now because I was, I, I when I looked at Trey Lance way back into the college season, and I don't want I don't I'm not the type of guy that used to like to boost myself up, but I'm boosting myself up right now. I made the comparison that he gives me a Josh Allen type five. And then I heard Daniel Jeremiah said he texted, I believe it was a scout in the NFL, and someone says he gives him the Josh Allen vibe. And I'm like, wow. Did, did I see something as an NFL scout? I don't know. That, that's me boosting myself up a little bit. I'm a nice little hype man for myself. You got to be a hype man for yourself. You got to have confidence. So um, he, he kind of gives me that Josh Allen vibe, dude. He's a he's, he's big body. Both, they're both like 6'4". They both move in the pocket really nice. I think Lance moves even a little nicer than Josh Allen in the pocket. Both have extremely, extremely nice arms. Both have a cannon of a fastball that I, I will harp on Trey Lance a little bit because sometimes he uses that fastball the most unnecessary moments. Yeah. Kind of like Malcolm was telling me about this, and I don't really remember it as vividly, but like Stafford in his younger days would sometimes just use that fastball when it was not necessary. Yeah. And that's something that, that Trey Lance is going through right now. Sometimes he, I think once he gets in the NFL system, he's going to definitely fix that. But sometimes that fastball is just unnecessary. You're like, come on, dude, just hit your hit your receiver, hit your tight end, give him like a nice ball. Don't you don't have to hit him with a hundred mile hundred mile per hour fastball. It's just sometimes not worth it.
3: Yeah, and he's a good coach to um, to teach him that because all, Stafford was doing it all the way until he got to um, Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell and his staff kind of kind of got that corrected. So you know, hopefully, you get with a good staff to get that corrected because. That's just not that's just not needed. All you gonna do is break your receivers' fingers. And <laughs> for real, man. Yeah, shit's not cool.
2: Yeah, it's sometimes but, it's so unnecessary. But what did you see from Lance's Pro Day today?
3: Uh, I mean, he, he looked he looked good. I mean, I'm 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 gonna be 100 honest with you. I don't really look too much into the quarterback Pro Day as far as like they're they're throwing to the receivers and shit like that because everybody's wide open. Um, I mean, he did have, he did have great touch, you know, showed his arm, but I I mean, shit, I mean, it's not really, it's not really showing me anything. It's not showing me anything I did that I didn't already know. Now I want to see how he operates with, you know, receiver being covered and him making a throw, you know, stuff like that at a pro level. That's what I want to see. But besides uh, that, I mean, what he showed today is what was shit I already knew. He has an arm. Um, and he can make he can make all the throws. That that that's it's that's stuff I already knew.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with that. And and something you see in pro days as well. You kind of take it with the grain of it as well, because you know, like sometimes you see like these forty numbers, and they just sometimes just don't add up necessarily. And oh, shit, especially yeah. with no, especially with no combine this year. You know, it's, it's a bit tough. But I think, you know, this was one of the more professional pro days that we saw because a lot of people were in attendance. Like I mentioned, there was two first strong talents at this pro day as well with uh, Dylan Ruddins and yeah, Trey Lance. So it was a very well set up pro day. It was on TV and everything. So I think this one was one of the more accurate ones. But sometimes you just see these pro day numbers and you're like, huh? uh Ch- Surratt just ran a what? And I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, like, he's that fast? What like, what the hell? <laughs> like, sometimes it just doesn't add, you know. And um, I, I yeah, think, like, but
4: yeah, I think you're referring to like the excess pro day, like the the workout place. But the actual pro days of the colleges, those are um, legit numbers that are coming out.
2: Oh no, 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 I know, I know. Sometimes, sometimes the schools they only have, let's say, one prospect or two prospects, and they're not as highly regarded. Of those pro day numbers, could be definitely fudged. Yeah, there's, like, no scouts there or anyone. I agree. Exactly. So, uh, this one was a lot more, you know, professional. So, he, okay. But overall, I mean, I thought Trey Lance was, you know, very, very good today. He, he impressed me. I mean, but like Malcolm said, nothing really new to me. If you guys weren't a believer in Trey Lance, I think you became more of a believer today after seeing his arm and seeing him make those accurate throws because
4: right. uh, he definitely showed that
2: today. So,
4: I got a question for you now, Tyler. So, Albert, uh, not Albert Beer, um, Benjamin Albright. Yeah. Good NFL insider, very underrated. You guys should follow him if you don't. He tweeted out that if anyone wants Trey Lance, they have to uh, trade with Miami. If you're the Lions, would you trade so the trade value chart has a like number seven, twenty twenty one 2021 uh, Rams first, and then I believe a twenty twenty one uh third, like Lions third. Would you do that? No, I wouldn't.
2: Um I'm not personally in the boat, even though how much I love Trey Lance and I, I think his boom will be Really good. I don't think the Lions are in a situation where they want to necessarily be trading much draft capital right now. And I think draft capital to a certain degree could be a bit overrated because everyone just expects all these guys to hit all the time. But when you look at this Lions roster, I think there's so many holes on this roster right now. And, you know, as much as I love Trey Lance, Trey Lance himself is not going to elevate this team, you know, by himself. He's still going to need some help. And and he's not a he's not a guy that steps in day one too. So he's a guy that's a project, and you need to support, get talent around him around well. him as well. So,
3: and I'm hundred percent no. with you, Tyler.
2: So I'm going to say no with that. But you know, I guess something we should mention it's what a phenomenal job Brad Holmes has done. i um, I apologize. I had a call, right. but um, I'm sorry, but. Uh, we have to talk about what Brad Holmes has done with that Rams team and how, yeah. he, how he's how he been able to really hit on these mid-round picks. Because the Rams haven't made a first-round pick since 2016. And Brad Holmes and his staff um, have made a, a phenomenal job in getting talent in and still making that team competitive. But I think for what the Lions are right now, with how many holes they have on this roster, I think I would strive away from maybe treading up this year. And just sitting back, relax, if he falls to your lap, if one of these quarterbacks falls to your lap, and you like him a lot, you can't just take him because he's there, but if you like this quarterback a lot and and you think he could elevate your franchise and you could build your franchise around him, I think it's appropriate. But as far as trading up, I just don't think the Lions have that luxury to trade up. I know Brad Holmes is a phenomenal drafter and he can hit on these mid-round guys, but it's a little different. Let's sit back. Let's let Brad Holmes have all this capital and let him build the team. He needs to build instead of trading up. That's me personally, but I I understand the agreement
4: though. Here's where I am. I I would, I actually would. The reason why is, I mean, you look at teams like Washington football team, you look at teams like the Steelers right now with an aging Ben Roethlisberger. You look at like the San Francisco 49ers. They don't know what to do with uh, Jimmy G, the Carolina Panthers with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, those teams, if they had a quarterback, they'd probably be better than they are right now. So, if you think he's a franchise quarterback and you think you can make him into a great quarterback, you go up and get your guy. That's where I'm at. And you also look at their history, right? Dorsey comes from the Chiefs. They traded up for Mahomes. Rand, or, uh, Brad Holmes comes from the Rams. They traded up for Jared Goff. So, if they really think he's the guy, go up and get him. Because franchise quarterbacks don't grow on trees. And you don't know if there'll be, like, another guy, like, with Lance's talents. I mean... He's athletic, has a really strong arm, or any quarterback. Like, if you're trading up for a guy, that's if you love him, go up and get him. He's your guy. you got to go up and get him because when will that quarterback be available again? When will you be picking that high again?
2: No, you're right. Uh, I think the reason my, maybe why the Lions wouldn't do that this year is especially having Goff under contract and not necessarily saying Goff is the guy that they're going to be building around, but I think with having the Goff insurance, I don't think the Lions will be as desperate in, in trading up for a quarterback mm-hmm. this year. I think if, you know, if they just traded Stafford and they didn't get golf in the deal and that they just, you know, got some picks and then let's say they just signed some like mid-tier veteran, like a, let's say, example, Tyrod Taylor or Jacoby Brissett, I think at that point maybe the Lions maybe could go up and trade for a quarterback. But I think having the insurance of a starting quarterback in the NFL and a quarterback that's had success in the league and not necessarily a guy I'm as high on, but I think having the insurance for Goff for at least you could have him for at the very minimum or yeah, you could have him for a maximum of two years. I think the Lions would rather roll the dice for with, with a guy like Jared Goff rather than, you know, trade up for a quarterback mm-hmm. this year. That's yeah, just me.
1: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Like, honestly, if Goff wasn't on the team, Lance probably would be the guy that you could trade up to or, or any of the quarterbacks if you really liked him to get him. But the truth is, Goff is a two-year guy. So, I mean, and, and I don't care what anybody says. College football always has talented quarterbacks every year. So, I mean – the Lions can afford to sit with Goff for two years. And then in two years, if it does, if, if he's panned out, you know, then you go and get your quarterback and who knows golf could very well come back around. I mean, he's only 26 years old. He's not like he's an old guy, you know, and, and if you put some weapons around him, he could have a, a, a revitalization, you know, he could, he could be the golf in the like from the super bowl. You never know. So, I mean, i i i like i like lance i'm a little worried about the competition um i don't i don't like taking quarterbacks that didn't play in big competition because i wonder how they're gonna fare in the n f l against better defenders better athletes um but he is talented i mean no doubt about that um i, I had i had a couple of questions for y'all that i kind of want y'all to debate um first off uh i i know y'all probably saw uh, Trey Turner from the Chargers got released, guard, and yep. then Quan Alexander got released from the Niners. Or no, Saints. I'm sorry, Saints. Um, any of you guys think those guys could be a fit? Maybe for a shorter deal, maybe a one-two year deal, prove me deal to um, for the Lions. And then, um, what the hell are we going to do with the linebacker position? I think that's a big question for a lot of people because uh, our linebackers are part of my line, language, fucking terrible. They, they can right. guard their. their They're ground.
3: trash, trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's,
1: it's bad, man. I play on Madden. It's just like
2: everybody just throws at my linebackers. Oh, you can't, but,
3: you can't, you can't even. You use it. You, you got, know, you guys, you guys,
2: I, I you got slow as Delanie. You are tripping, yo. He's, like, he's looking
3: around, yo. Madden, yo. Madden has like they made Delanie survive way faster than he is. Yeah, he's, he's actually, pretty he's, good he's actually a 83 speed. I was shocked when I saw that. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this dude's speed needed to be.
1: Reeves Maben actually is the best linebacker on the team outside
3: of James Yeah, Collins. his speed needed to be like in the 60s. Like, I don't know how the hell he made it in the 80s. <laughs> but his speed is 83, <laughs> oh, like 87 acceleration. I'm like, what?
1: Shalani <laughs> Yeah, they hate us in Madden, man. Every time I see the ratings, I'm like, my God, we can't even get somebody in the high 80s. Like Stafford's always around near, near before. overall. Wait till like,
3: our roster comes out next hey, year. I still
1: win with him. <laughs> Hey, I still win with them, bro. I'll tell you, man, it's 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 really bad when they lose to me because not only do they lose to me, but they lose to the I Lions. Could, I could predict so like, oh, yeah,
3: our, I mean, our ratings yeah. right now. Jared Goff is going to be a 77. Um, all, right, all right, let's um, not do that. Switch is going to be an 81. I guarantee Switch is going to be 81. Um, <laughs> eighty-one. Totally um, with the eighty-nine right, um, speed, you always try
1: and speed. Oh, go ahead. But yeah, yeah, I was just curious about those two questions. Like, what do y'all yeah. think? Um, and then about the linebacker situation, what so, do we do, man? Like, um, what's the what's
4: the plan? To answer your question about Trey Turner, obviously there's some familiarity with <clears throat> Anthony Lynn. Uh, does Detroit want to pay him what he wants? I know Dan Campbell said they want to see what they have in Big V, and they also have Jonah Jackson. So I don't know how necessarily Trey Turner fits, but it does make sense if they do move on from Big V. If not, then you just kind of have like oh, an overpriced guard and Trey Turner and then Jonah Jackson, a young rookie. And you also have Logan Stenberg. I want to see what he has. I like Logan, man. He's going to bite some kneecaps this year. Oh, I mean, that's a guy who would actually bite some kneecaps, right? And mm-hmm. then regarding Quan Alexander, I think it makes a lot of sense because Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell both come from New Orleans. Um, he, they know him. So it does make sense. How, the thing is with him is his price because Milano just got signed and Quan um, Alexander might be high on some other team's list. So he might uh, chase the money. I don't think Detroit is in position to pay linebackers a lot of money. Regarding the linebacker uh, position, um, I think they'll kind of like go cheap. Uh, like uh, who's that guy from the Saints? I forgot his name. Um, Anzalone. Oh, Anzalone. Anzalone.
2: Beautiful Anzalone.
3: hair. It's a very good
4: Sunshine. Oh, it's way better than July and July. It's got the nice, lo- like, it's oh,
2: oh, all okay. beautiful. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's got locks.
4: If they do want to pay a little, Jayon Brown, great coverage linebacker, something that Detroit doesn't really have on the roster, but he's probably going to cost like $10 million a year. I don't know if they want to go that route. Um, so, yeah, those are just a couple names. What, what, one final question. This is kind of
1: an out-there, out-of-the-box question.
2: Do you think
1: there's a possibility that they might put Julian or try Julian at linebacker?
2: Yeah, uh, I would stay away from that. I think, I think he's an edge rusher. I, I think he's a pass rusher, man. I think keeping that pass rushing ability, and I think okay. that's the best you're gonna get out of him. So I because I yeah, you know that. the Notre
1: Dame linebackers, man. They usually can stand up. They can play on the ground. I mean, uh, he's so talented. I mean, I, I'm I'm really excited to see what he
2: looks like in year two. Yeah, right. I mean he he was a uh, he, he's a guy who could stand up and he could play that jack linebacker, but. I think going forward, I think it's just better to maybe even keep his hands in the dirt and just let him play defensive end. I think that's the best role for Aquara. Yeah.
3: yeah he- awesome. Well, I appreciate right. it, Nathan. Yeah. So thank it can go. Thanks, Nathan. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Yeah, man. All right. Next up is Garrett, and then we'll have Todd on.
3: What's up, Garrett?
4: What's going
2: on? What's going on, bro? Up, Not Garrett? much, man. Doing good.
4: I'm good, man. I'm good.
5: Just watching a little college basketball. Um... Pierre, sorry it took me so long to jump in your room. I was, I was like, I was on the phone with my stepmom, then I was watching a little bit of uh, Oklahoma State and uh, Baylor. I was watching that, so I was doing like so many different things. So sorry it took me so long to hop in your room, but I did get your invite. I, 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 I didn't forget about you.
0: You're good,
4: man. What's up? Um, I
5: was, I was kind of listening to what I was talking about. It looks like y'all were strictly just talking lions, um, here. And Pierre, Pierre I think, um, I told you before. Obviously, I'm not a Lions fan, but I follow the NFL, so I'm. I, I kind of have my ear in, in a lot of different things. So, like, the Lions, like, they're in, like, this weird spot because, like, they have, like, I mean, obviously, they didn't franchise Kenny Galladay. Um, so they're probably going to let him walk because, like, he always want to get paid. And obviously, they're not, like, where they are presently as a franchise and as an organization with, like, obviously, new head coach, new GM. Um, uh, you, like, you trade Matt, you trade, um, you trade Matthew Stafford to L.A. for Jared Goff and draft picks um, and things of that nature. So, if I'm – like, I would kind of listen to you, you guys and, and seeing, like, what the Lions should do with – in terms of, like, free agency, things of that nature, with, like, holes at linebacker, obviously. Probably going to have two holes at receiver. Like, honestly, if I'm Detroit, like – like, honestly, like, I honestly – it wouldn't – if you want to chase a line – if you want to, like – all depends on how they want to do it. If they want to, like – Semi compete this year, even though like their division is still tough. They're still arguably to me, and like I hope you guys don't take this the wrong way. They're still the fourth best team in what? the division, and that's
3: no. I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing. Hey. I'm just playing. Go ahead,
5: <laughs> bro. He <you> got.
6: <laughs> <keep it serious. laughs>
5: oh my gosh, no, and I mean that. In, I mean it in a nice way, only because of like I think the three teams ahead of them. Obviously, obviously, Green Bay is the class of the division. And really, Chicago, Minnesota—it's real, like it all depends on like like Minnesota's defense. Like, are they gonna be better? Chicago, like, what are they doing at QB and things of that nature. Like Chicago, um, like Chicago is like they're—I mean, defensively they're good. Offensively, they have some time. but like they have this, they have this huge question mark at at QB. Like, is it gonna be Mitchell Trubisky? Is it going to be Nick Foles? Are you going to trade for Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or whatever? Like, and so like the Bears have have a lot of questions, but like they have talent on their roster. But it's just I still think they're the second best team. But it's really like the push. It's really a push on like like it's really a push on like who's really is are they really second? Is it really like a tie with them in Minnesota? So like. As, I think Detroit like if I'm Detroit like it all depends like what does the, the Broncos want to do are y'all just trying to are y'all trying to be semi-competitive are y'all trying to like semi rebuild are y'all trying to retool or like it all depends like what's the organization trying to trying to do like if I'm Detroit I would like I would consider like okay like you have Jared Goff you have multiple draft picks first round picks in in the coming years obviously you, you you're losing God day you're losing Marvin Jones it's receiving class is deep. Um, I don't know how. Like I said, um, P, I think we discussed this a little bit um, in a room. It's been a while. Like, how many draft picks Detroit have? And you can and you can just kind of refresh on how many they have. Detroit, like you, like if you want to take a receiver, like cause, like I said, this receiving class is deep. So if you want to take like Devonte Smith, um, w- um, in like with y'all's pick, it totally makes sense. Um. Or if you think you can get, if you think or if you want to take a Devontae Smith at, at that slot, if you want to take a Kyle Pitts there. Although last time Detroit took a, a tight end in the t- in the top ten, uh, TJ Huggins doesn't count. Cause I think he's starting. He's starting to become. He's starting to um, trend um, in a good direction. Other than TJ Huggins, last time they took one in the top ten, it didn't end That was Eric Ebron. No, I mean yeah, he yeah he's doing well, but like where he was drafted and where he should have been. He he was kind of a not not a, not a swing and miss, but kind of a meh pick. So like, if I'm Detroit, I would if 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 wait wait wait, was... wait
4: wait hold up hold up. You said T.J. Hodgson was a meh pick. No 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 no. I said Eric Ebron was a meh. Pick. Oh okay yeah yeah. Eric My Ibron bad. Was, My... We we don't talk
3: about your yeah name. we can't even say his name on here, man. I gave you a pass, okay. but it's all right. We, we kind of we banned that name um in the last uh, last episode. You just gotta call you just call, hey. you just gotta call him eighty five. Or Eric, you drop. Just call him eighty five. We have beef with him. See, <laughs> I'm just the y'all, y'all, bro,
5: listen. Y'all can't be doing this to me, man. Y'all can't be doing this to me. Man. I'm too
3: tired. Oh, he was like, he was like, wait, what? Well, he was, he was like, like, wait, what? I can't, <laughs> I can't say it.
5: Bro, bro, y'all tripping. Like, I'm like, if y'all got legit beef, then that's one thing. If y'all got beef. But I'm like, oh no, we can't say his name. I'm like, oh no, I was just playing. You can't say his no, name. No you can say his name. It's alright. Oh. Okay. You know what? Just, no, Just for y'all's sake. Just for y'all's sake. Since I think, since I feel y'all have legit beef, I'm gonna just say eighty-five. I'ma yeah, just say eighty-five. 85. But
3: it's okay.
5: Just say eighty-five. No, no, don't compare him to Otis We we're not doing that. But that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. But I, like no, I like TJ, I like TJ Hodgson, but I think if I'm Detroit, either if you think you can get better value later on in the draft instead of, um, in terms of like getting receivers, then I would trade the pick. But if Devont if is there, then I take him, and then you and you then you continuously maybe plug other holes or. Even and or even with your other picks, you move back and t- and t- and continue to accumulate draft picks because like the like I said, Detroit's not in a place where like they can be like they can like you know be swinging swinging for guys and hope they pan out. Um, I think they really have to like really make sure like whatever guys they draft, they can't miss. They have to like hit and. Or they need to, or they need to be like either be ready to play right away, or be ready to play very soon. You can't, be, they can't afford to be missing. So I think with their first round pick, you can take Devontae Smith if he's there, which he should be,
4: um, or
5: whatever receiver.
4: Yeah. So we all have our concerns about Devontae Smith because uh, we talked to a scout, and he, scout said he's 165 pounds right now. That's yeah. the word around the league. So that's a big concern for us. And then regarding your other question, I believe Detroit right now is rebuilding. But with that being said, if they love a quarterback, I think they'll go up and get him just because uh, the guys in their front office have been aggressive in the past.
5: Okay. So, and, and like I said, I've, I I was actually looking at a mock draft yesterday on Bleacher Report. Um, they have I think they have most of the. Uh, well, I think obviously I, we know Jackson taking QB at one. It's really like what happens pretty much at two. Like, um, like are the Jets taking a QB? Like, are they or are they going to you know maybe auction the pick off for someone up for uh to someone who maybe wants to who maybe wants to come up and draft a Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or whoever? Like the Jets are like really that's really where the draft starts. If we're being frank, the Jets that's where that draft starts. So I think one of those QBs should be like I think one of those QBs should or will be there, whether it's uh. Trey, what? Whether it's a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields, I think I, I think obviously Mac Jones. He he he'll be there. Even though I seen, I think I seen some. I think the I think I've seen mock drafts where they have the Forty trading up to nine to draft him. Which I'm not sure I would draft him that high, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, I've seen uh, I've, like I said, I've seen Trey Lance going as high as I think four or five. That's a little high for my taste, but that's just me. Also, no offense to him. And like, and like I said, um, like and, and also valid point. Like if one of QBs is there and they love him, even if you,
1: even if you do,
5: my bad, Nathan, for rambling. So, but like, even if like, even if one of QBs is there and Detroit wants to take him, take him
4: because what you right, don't I want to do-, do that, yeah, um, yeah. Right. Sorry, Garrett. Uh, Time has to come up now, but thanks for oh, my, coming no. on, bro. Oh no, my bad. I, my
5: fault for ram. I shoulda. I didn't got get out. But thank you, guys. For no problem, bro. Place. I.
4: Yep.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. I just real quick. I'll, I'll say this, man. I know everybody had different perspectives, and I actually would want the Lions to trade back. I mean, I think that'll be best case scenario. And then, just like, could you imagine, like, if they trade back and were in a position to grab two, of maybe the top five receivers in the draft class. Just went back to back receiver receiver
2: I'm with you, Malcolm. If we could trade back, and if all those quarterbacks are gone, or I wouldn't be against if they went offensive line if they got a guy like Sewell, or if they got a guy like uh, Rashawn Slater, I wouldn't be against that. But if they could trade back and gain extra draft capital, oh, I'd be all down for that. I think that'd be that'd a be, lot of fun. and Still get one of those. No, nah, nah, nah,
3: nah, actually, be crazy. They were so able to get like probably they went back to back receiver, just receiver, receiver.
2: Ah, uh, you wouldn't want that. that? we are, we have so many holes on. We have so many holes on this team. I know dude. that.
3: I know that. But. I mean, we have a lot of picks. Yeah, but like, no, yeah. I wouldn't do that. That's, I mean, I think that that's fun. fun. That's that sounds fun. fun. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, like, I'm in yeah. Madden whoa,
2: whoa, mode, bro. Oh, Okay, but let's say we go back, and let's say we get, let's say we still get Rashawn Slater or Elijah Vera Tucker, and we still can get one of those like nice defensive pieces, or maybe they go receiver and a nice defensive piece. Like that would be fun. think that's yeah, nailing yeah, me the draft yeah, right
3: there. I mean. I, but yeah, for sure, I'm all in trading back. I, I mean, if they could trade back, that that'll be that'll make me happy. But we'll see what they do.
7: Yeah. All right, Todd, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, fellas? I uh, really enjoy the podcast. I live out here in Los Angeles, so it's nice to get my uh, my Lions fill from you guys. So uh, I really enjoy each podcast you do. I listen to every single one of them. I appreciate that, Todd. Um, you, man. Yeah, man.
5: Yeah, I appreciate yeah. Of that, course.
7: Man. Yeah. So question for you guys. It seems to me like the Lions are two players away from having or maybe even one player from having one of the most dominating offensive lines in the league. Don't you think it would be a good idea to sort of shore that up if there's any position on the team that they can have one of the best in the league? It can be the offensive line and to add a player in the draft and free agency to really shore up that line and start building from there. So that's my question. You guys can kind of go from uh, there. Todd.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Todd, you're getting me excited. Yeah. You. you could ask Melkman Pierre, well, what is my favorite position? Offensive
7: oh, What is my oh, favorite position? The, the, the oh, long
2: snapper. I, oh, I love long. <laughs> I love the gritty <laughs> players. Give me the gritty players. Yeah. And honestly, we have the perfect coach now. The coach has the same mentality as me. Just, you know, let's run the ball. Let's, let's, let's eat these people's kneecaps off. They're like Dan Campbell has that same mentality as me. It's like, I love offensive line. I think the offensive line wins you games. The trenches from both sides of the ball, the defensive line, the offensive line, those are what win you the games. But I think you're absolutely right. You got Taylor Decker, who's a, a, a staple on this offensive line. He's going to be your left tackle for the long term. Frank Ragnow, I think, is your staple for sure at the center position for the long term. And then Jonah Jackson, he's one of those guys that you just want on your football team, a very good guard on your team. If they could find a way to still get an offensive lineman and, you know, let's say they go out, if they had the opportunity to take Penny Sewell and put him at the right tackle position, I think you're absolutely right. I I think they have one of the best offensive lines in all of football because I think at that point, you have Sewell and Ragnow, I think you could insert essentially any solid guard and he's going to look very good. Because if you have Frank Ragnow, and Penny Sewell, put someone in the middle, I think Malcolm would get the job done. Not really, but oh, you know what shit. I mean. You, know? <laughs> you better call
3: IHOP because there to be some
7: pancakes around here,
6: boy. Yeah.
7: <laughs> it just feels like so much would fall into place if they had that dominating offensive line. I mean, I love Swift. You got Hawkinson. Of course, they need some receivers, but my goodness, if they had a dominating offensive line, it would be a lot of fun to watch
2: and something to mention these guys last these offensive linemen last yeah like, they're not like a guy like a running back they're out of the league or not out of the league but like they're just not the same guy in like three or four years offensive linemen I mean they're the gritty players and they're gonna last they could play to their mid-30s and they're gonna still be very good for you so I mean I, I've said it if the lines are gonna stay at seven there's two positions I'm interested in the offensive line or the quarterback other than that I, I prefer to trade back at that point, and then you could do whatever the hell you want at that point. Brad Holmes could do whatever the hell he wants at that point. If he wants to get a receiver, fine. If he wants to get a defensive player, fine. But I think if we're sitting at seven, I think the only guys that make sense value-wise um, and going forward for this rebuild is the offensive line and quarterback. So, Todd, if you are if you wanted an offensive line slabby, you got one right here. These guys <laughs> might have different perspectives, but I love the offensive line, so I'm never against
3: oh, like an offensive no, line. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm 100% with um, taking offensive line as well. I mean, if they could get one of those top guys, I'm with it. I'm with it.
4: Yeah, I like offensive line too, but I'd rather go quarterback um, over offensive line. But I wouldn't be mad, even if they took Slater. I like Slater a lot. He could also play Ooh. inside as well. Slater is a fun prospect to watch, and the Lions also did attend his pro day. Uh, Hank Fraley did. so. Yeah, Slater, I mean, I think he's one of those guys that you know he's listed as
2: a tackle and a guard. He could play all five positions Ooh. in the offensive line, but I think if you put him at the guard mm-hmm. position, I think we're talking about a difference maker here. I, I think he, he might project as a tackle and some teams might draft him to be a tackle. But I think you could really, really elevate his game if you stick him at the guard position. Like, I honestly, elite football. Like, I, I could see the Zach Martin comps. It, you could, you know, maybe see even a Quentin Nelson a little bit. Maybe not as extreme, but like... I think you're getting a, a dog. I think you're getting a real dog at the guard position, and I think that's never a problem. I think every team wants a dog guard, and I think you can get that with Rashawn. Just Slayer, turn on know. the
3: tape versus him versus Chase Young. That's all I gotta say.
4: Oh, yeah. That's all I gotta say, he shut one him
2: on down. one. He shut
3: one him on one. That's all I gotta say. Just, just turn on the tape.
2: Oh, Big Ten football. Oh, that's even more grit. I love it. Football. That is football.
4: <laughs>
2: all right, um, <laughs> guys. So... I
7: appreciate taking my uh, taking my Yerp. questions. I'll keep listening. Appreciate that, Todd. Appreciate Thanks for it. coming yeah. on, man. What's,
2: What's up, Eli?
7: Too. We got Eli
2: in here. What up, Eli? What's up?
4: Um, <laughs> so we're actually running out of time. We'll get a few more requests, and so we have another one right here, and then maybe one, maybe more, one. We'll, more. I got Nathan back in here. What up? We'll stop this. All right, up, guys. I promise
1: I wouldn't say this, but I'm just kind of curious because our coach is a former tight end. Do no. you see? <laughs> I I I agree totally, but I do worry because he did talk about tight end his press conference, and he is a former tight end, and you know there's got to be some. I, I guarantee you there's got to be some love for Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. But
3: um, if no, it's at seven, I,
1: I, it's a no. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't. Th- I think we have much bigger needs. Um, but I'm just thinking, like you know, former tight end you know he might do you think he might might push the needle a little bit on do you that. think he could like convert to when like a receiver
3: or something though no? is there a chance that like, he could convert to a yeah. receiver?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean you'll probably put him in the slot because I feel like they put tight ends that are fast, like like an Evan Ingram, yeah, he could yeah, he no, like that, that's what Evan he would Ingram. do, yeah,
2: but he's not a blocker, but I don't think he's a blocker by any means um. I don't know, I don't know. He, that was that's like a perfect comp, like an Ingram, Irv Smith. Eighty five, I guess, because Malcolm won't be saying his name, but oh, you know th- you th- drop. <laughs> I mean that, that's like about like the type of style of tight end he is. If this is at seven, I I'm absolutely out on that. But if the we're one talking thing- Oh okay, yeah, go ahead.
1: No, no, you're fine. Go
2: ahead. Sorry. I would say if we're trading back and you know, maybe we're talking about the teens or sort of like let's say you trade back with the Patriots and you know, you're mm-hmm. at fifteen, mm-hmm. it's maybe still not a guy that I'm necessarily like the roof happy for but i think if you can land kyle pitts at 15 i think that's like a kind of a steal because i think kyle pitts no way has hell. the skill set no i think yeah i i don't see it but if, i think mm-hmm. kyle pitts has the skill set to be a top five player you know just from skill set maybe not the most important position but if you trade back i'm completely fine with it but at seven another, i'm completely out on it another
1: thing to consider too if you watch rams football golf loves the tight ends he had higby he had Everett. Yep. He loves the tight ends, and I guarantee you, <laughs> he might be pounding the table to get a guy like Kyle Pitts and have Hawk at the same time. But I oh. agree. I mean, I, I I say honestly, for me, it's Chase or trade down. Mm. I think Chase is the one I want Chase because I like his size, I like his hands. I love him too. I think he can high yeah. point the ball. You know, he's he's probably he's probably a. He's probably I think he could be better than Galladay. I really do think so. Probably. Oh yeah. I mean Probably Yeah, so um my final question for y'all for the night is what is y'all's dream scenario for the Lions?
3: Dude, at, at, at know, I, I can't answer for Pierre. I can answer, answer for Pierre. No. Uh, trade trade my my next three first round picks to number two to to get Jeff whoa, whoa, to get Zach Wilson. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys either to Lions right.
1: fans would, would crap the bed if we did that when they had golf.
4: And um, they know how bad our defense is. Yeah, I want to answer your Kyle Pitts question because I have a different viewpoint than Tyler. When you look at Kyle Pitts, I see Chase Claypool. To me, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think he's a tight end. I think he's more of a wide receiver. He's a big wide receiver. He's six I believe two fifty. And if he runs a high forty time, to me, he's more of a wide receiver. And then. If you have a mad tight end, no linebacker or safety could guard him, in my opinion, so you have two really good tight ends that defenses have to game plan for. I wouldn't be mad about at the pick, but he's not my first choice. And then ideal scenario would be Zach Wilson falling to seven. <laughs> wow, That's not going to happen.
3: But I mean, I mean yeah, he's yeah, yeah, the best ideal situation, though. I guess. Yeah.
4: I, like I guess that
2: my, uh, my dream scenario would be probably a guy like Trey Lance at seven. Yeah. And I guess that's a little bit more realistic. Or all right, I was just talking about, raving about the offensive line. If we can get Penny Sewell at seven, I think that's phenomenal. Penny Sewell would up. be – that would be sweet. That would be hard to pass up on. Oh, my God. He's but... uh, he's probably my second favorite player in this whole draft outside of Trevor Lawrence. I think he's my second favorite player in this yeah. whole draft.
3: And I, I'll have to, say, I have to say Jamar Chase, one of the, one of those – uh either or offensive yeah, linemen um, or trade back. That, that's – Can you
1: take a defense? What – Any chance we take a defensive player at that position that
3: nobody's talking about? There's there's Parsons, but do you see see him going that high now? I mean, at first he was, you know, considered the best defensive player in the draft, and now it's like nobody's talking about him.
1: He's not a Mike linebacker. He's he's an off-ball linebacker, and they were talking about how they don't think at seven you take an off-ball linebacker that high. You can take a Mike if he's like a Luke Winkley. Then yeah, you take him, but we don't. There's not Luke.
3: He's then not there's Luke, nobody. There's so. nobody in this draft that we could take then at seven, unless we would trade back and. Yeah. We're looking at there.
1: I'm 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 leaning more towards trading down, guys. I think I think the Lions need to get as many picks as possible in the next couple of years, so we can really build yeah. this team from the that's, bottom uh, up. That's
3: that's 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 yeah. that's what I say. The best case scenario, they trade back.
4: Yeah, yeah um, but it takes two teams to trade with, right? Like, who wants True. to trade up? If the quarterbacks are off the board, who really wants to come up? If the, the Lions, there, if the quarterbacks are there,
3: but if the quarterbacks <laughs> are there.
4: I think you take your one if they're there. I don't think you trade back. I mean, back. what? Personally I, I, I get that's
3: your opinion, but, I mean, like, say if you're like, uh, um, Justin Fields. you know? It,
4: well, if the Lions don't think, like, highly of Justin Fields, sure, trade back. But if they like him a lot and they love him, yeah, take the guy. Don't that's, trade that's back.
3: How, that's how it is. But you don't just take the guy just because you're selling for him. He's your, he's your, he's no, he's yeah, your fourth, like he's your fourth QB guy. for a reason.
1: Yeah, I'll tell i tell you back right back. now, I could see the Patriots trading up with us or trading up with some team up um up, up top to get a quarterback. I, I could I could definitely
4: see it. Like see, I, been,
2: the the best case scenario is or not the best case scenario, if let's say all four quarterbacks are gone, I hope Malcolm is right and, and Bill Belichick falls in love with Mac Jones and he thinks he needs to trade up to get who? Mac Jones. So who? Oh my god, we're doing this still. <laughs> well you know there's always Bro. a
1: reach. If you guys notice if you guys know watch the draft, there's always a reach in the in the top ten. Somebody always picks a player that everybody's like, who the hell was that? Or yeah, I, I say
3: that Mike every I said every so... year, but
1: All right, I uh, know. that could be a Mac who? Jones. It could be a Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. I hope. I I hope like that.
7: How are you guys doing tonight?
4: <laughs> Yo, hold what's on. All right, guys. Well appreciate
3: all right, man, thanks for coming
6: on.
4: Thanks for coming on. What's up, Noah?
6: Uh, what's up? How you doing? I
4: need a new chair. Mike, Mike, Mike.
5: What
6: are we talking about right no, now?
4: No, chair chair. Oh. Uh, we got we get some draft talk.
5: We, oh, we this is
3: beyond me.
4: <laughs> All right, uh, we, we're about to close out. We If we have one more request, we'll stay on. So anyone else want to come on or we're just going to end us here because we, we went a little over our time.
3: Colt 45? Okay. Are you going to say? You don't want to shout out your Twitter?
4: Colton, Tonio. Colt 45. God, I, know you, I know you
3: got something Carter. to say, man.
4: Steven. Ben, you guys want Colt 45, on to man. I know you. Colt.
3: Colton. I'm say your full name. <laughs> Colton.
4: Let's
6: see. <laughs> All right. What's up, man? What's going on, what's fellas? Up, what's up, boy? What's Pretty up, my man? Pierre, what's up, Tyler? What's up, what's man? Up, what's up, man? How you man? doing,
3: bro? How you doing, man?
6: Hey, so look, I you know, I ain't really got too much to say, but I do, though. So I was listening to the podcast earlier, the emergency. And when I tell y'all Pierre is the hardest person ever to please, like, <laughs> oh, <shit." laughs> listen, okay, he was t- y'all was talking about the Kenny Galladay and Romeo Accord. Okay. I, I, I honestly want them both back. But I just feel like at some point, like, we got to keep one of them. Like, why not keep Romeo? Like y'all was saying, like, Romeo is the best pass rusher we had. So to let Romeo leave, like, who, you know, who going to – produce, you know, give us sacks. Like him. Pierre like, well, I don't feel like, you know, we should be paying seventeen million granny, but I just feel like offer him something like because who else, you know, gonna be productive for his pass rush Like ain't no guarantee what his brother gonna do because he missed them at the a whole season. Like and and didn't we didn't have no other pass rusher that even had like five or six. Yeah, seasons,
3: let me, like. he would say, you'd be probably forgetting about our, our golden player right now. And this guy's like a locked beast that's ready to come out. He's Ooh. number fifty one July and <laughs>
4: I was about to kick you out of the chat, bro. Antonio, um, on huh? the side, though, I said I'd be down and pay him, like, 10, 11 million. I'm not giving him, like, 15, 16, 17, whatever it is. Absolutely.
7: I don't think he's worth that.
4: So, um, yeah, they were talking about maybe they'd give him that. I wouldn't give him that. I find hard to please, I guess, because the Lions are rebuilding. I don't want to, like, have... Bad contracts on the team or overpaying for a guy. Because um, they're rebuilding right now. You know, they also want to get not. That's, that's uh, Dan under- Campbell
6: mentioned that. That's understandable. I mean, I feel like if, if we had the option to pay one or the other, I would rather pay that $17 million or core than, uh, than uh, Trey Flowers. Because to me, all Trey Flowers is a, is a run stuffer. Like, he can set the eggs. Like, Trey Flowers haven't did nothing, you know, what I'm saying, since he's been here. Like y'all said in the podcast, people was ecstatic when we signed oh, Trey, Trey Flowers. But it's like, for what? Like, y'all overpaid this guy, and he don't even do nothing, let alone he damn near, excuse my French, but he never really on the field. You hurt majority of the time. That man like, rich, though. That man is rich. That sure man rich. is rich. So, <laughs> so I, I, saw something, I saw something to where, like, okay, I see they in full rebuild mode. So me personally, first round, like, I just feel like I I, will, I would rather trade back. But I feel like if they stay put, I still don't want a quarterback. I'm, I'm, that's just me. I feel like if they stay at seven, I feel like they should try to go offensive lineman. Because I just feel like you should build up in the trenches first. And then, you know, if they don't go offensive linemen, go defense. But it's like, who you go defense? Because I like Parsons. But is he really worth a seven-round pick?
4: I personally don't think so, at least not Mm -hmm. right now. Um, Regarding, though, and another reason why I want to go quarterback, you guys might laugh at me next year, there is an elite pass rusher coming out of Oregon. This guy is the real deal, and I want him next year. What's his name? Damn, I forgot his name.
6: Tyler, what's his name? I'm gonna go do my research. Okay, so is it any free agents? Cause I, I saw they said you know I mean um like when y'all posted I like that if they go after Hill for the uh, Rams I like that, but is there anybody that y'all like? I like I like Matthew Judon. Like I feel like we we he'll be a a good linebacker in our system because he could put his hands in the ground and he can stand up and he can drop back in coverage. Like
4: yeah, uh, I,
6: I don't feel like they gotta go get everybody, but I just feel like they gotta make like try to make at least one kind of splash, and he still well. I can't say, y'all, because he's 29.
4: So um, Regarding uh, that pastor's name, it's Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. He's a beast coming off the edge. He's okay. like – he's kind of like Chase Young. He's unblockable kind of. He's really, really good.
2: Better... Know, lying.
4: I'd be lying if I said I've been doing the 2022 draft. Yeah. I had not really started at this guy because Someone told me to look at him. I was like, holy shit, this guy's legit. Because
3: uh, I, I just
6: – I feel like right now, like the way the the way they the Lions going, I feel like we gonna be like have a top three pick next year. It's very very possible. Yeah, I think it's gonna be number one overall pick. I think it will be
4: the number one overall pick personally, just where the roster is at and everything. But uh, to answer your question about Matt Judon, he's twenty nine years old. Um, I don't think the Lions are in position to pay a twenty nine year old a lot of money. Yeah, I think neither. they'd rather give it to a young guy who's maybe on Frubin. Uh-huh. Um, or kind of like maybe just develop Julian Okwara. I don't think Detroit Detroit was competing. Like if they were contending, I was like, sure. Yeah. yeah." Go get, um, Matt Judon or go get Bud Dupree or one of those guys. Right. Right. But, but but they're not competing. They're rebuilding. So you want to find guys who are kind of like unproven or have something to prove, maybe like a Melvin Ingram, you know, it's coming off an injury. Right. Uh, he won't cost I, that okay. much.
6: I actually like Melvin Ingram, and it's crazy because Melvin Ingram, he's 31. But Melvin Ingram, like when he's healthy, he's a solid pass he can He can rush the passer and he can, you know, stop yep. the running.
4: Yeah, and he's also a familiar with Anthony Lynn, so that's why I bring him up. And another guy, if you want to go like a young guy with some potential, Carl Lawson from the Bengals, Trey Henderson from the Saints. Those guys are like 25, 26 years old. I like so Carl you, Lawson. So you get young guys. With some potential, and you don't really necessarily break the bank for them. You're not going to give them eighteen, nineteen million a year. You give them maybe like thirteen or fourteen a year, based I, I off think, their potential.
6: I think Carl Law- Lawson can kind of break the bank. Like he, he was solid the last two seasons. I mean, he didn't have the best of the best season this year, but last season he was solid. He had like I think like double digit sack season last year. Um, I,
4: I'm not sure if he had double digit jacks, but but he is a solid pass rusher. Yeah.
6: So, if the Lions don't trade back, who do y'all want at seven? Did y'all see Trey Lane's pro, pro day today? Yeah, yeah did, we, we
3: talked Yeah, we that. did. Um.
6: So, I I, I missed that. I, I was late. So, what y'all think they, about they, they're,
3: they're These two are all them. They, they would take Trey Lance at seven.
4: Go, go, go ahead and talk to Tyler. He's Tyler's number two that's, quarterback. That's his number, so number two long. quarterback.
6: Tyler, who's right. your number one? Just uh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, we're not getting. We're not getting. Uh, T. Lawrence. We're not getting sunshine. Oh, you
2: asked my number one quarterback. It's my number
6: one <laughs> I mean, that's everybody number not one mine. quarterback. No, honestly. Not no. not, not no. Melvin. Who y'all, who y'all that number that Wilson.
3: Zachary Wilson.
6: Zachary <laughs> Wilson. <don't know>, <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of that's kind <laughs> of. No, no, so do no, no,
3: I explain. I explain why. I explained why. The only reason why is because. Now, I
4: have a question. You make fun of me for Zach Wilson, but he's your number one quarterback. Yeah. You like him more than I I do. I mean, not, not this, oh, I, mean,
3: yeah. I want to go that far. You post about this guy every yeah, day. Yeah, you put him at QB1. But I don't post about this guy every day like 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 Pierre does.
4: I don't post about him every day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo right, on Twitter, right, well, yeah, you, we're, we're running I think him, you man. I think you have a Zach Wilson post at least once a day, bro.
6: No, I, I don't, actually. I didn't, I didn't today or yesterday. And so who who y'all think uh they should try to get like in the uh, free agency receiver wise cuz we don't got no receivers. I mean other than uh Cephas. I mean I like Cephas, but I mean I got to see more out of him man.
4: Don't we get the... Tyrell Williams.
6: Oh yeah, I forgot about him. I like him when he healthy but he got to be healthy okay. but He's okay. Man, I don't know. We we got a we got a lot of I honestly right now though really feel like the head coach and the GM really selling the quarterback so teams can trade up cuz I really don't feel like they are going to get a QB.
4: I don't know. I mean, I think I feel like if they love a guy, they'll take a guy. That that's just the way they are. Like if you look at their history. Brad Holmes was like that with Jared Goff. John Dorsey was like that with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so just if you just look at their history, they they're aggressive um, when they want their guy.
6: Okay, so wait, y'all. I need y'all three opinions. If if the, if the Lions don't trade back at seven, and Jamar Chase there, 100%. Weddle 100%. there, Devontae Smith there. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, there. Who we'll y'all taking?
3: Trey Lance, Jamar Chase,
6: Tyler. Trey who you Lance take Well, I go Trey Lance as well. Oh, man, that's tough, man. I, I mean, I, I like the quarterbacks. I like Justin Fields over Trey Lance, but I I don't know. It's it's tough, like because so when you look
4: at wide receivers, the draft is really deep at wide receiver versus quarterback. So you have a chance to take your franchise quarterback. You take him. And then maybe in the second round you could take like a Charrence Marshall or in the third like an Elijah Moore right. or something like that. You know, Tutu Atwell maybe, J- Jalen Darden in the fourth. Like, there's a lot of guys in this draft that
6: it's deep at wide receiver. I, I heard the guy from Minnesota comparing him to. I don't know. And the reason why
3: I, I'll, I'll say Jamar Chase because I think Jamar Chase is a safer pick than one one of those guys because first of all, Trey, uh, Trey Lance is not a ready He's not a QB starter one. Like he's not going to come in and start. So he definitely needs time to, right. you know, sit on the bench to, to learn and grow. So right. Jamar Chase is—he's going to start day one. he didn't give you instant production day one. So that—that's why I'm going Jamar Chase. But yeah, I mean, the value, yeah. If he if Trey Lance does become the superstar, yeah, then Trey Lance is the better value. But he, he, I think I think Jamar yeah. Chase is like the safer pick though.
6: Yeah, I like Jamar Chase, but it's hard though when it's, when you if. If Jamar Chase there, Eric Weddle. Went, I mean, Smith cool. I ain't sold on Smith, though. Like I said, he, he too little. But I, I like Weddle because, like I said, I just feel like we never had a receiver like him. Like, he can do everything. He like And they compare him to Tari- Tariq Hill, like a receiver that's little, that can catch, that can take the ball long distance. Like It's hard stopping the receivers in the NFL. Like, look at the receivers in the NFL like that. Like Deshaun Jackson when he was in his prime. Like, even not before he got hurt. He was thirty some years old in Washington and in Philly before he got hurt. Still taking the top off defenses. Like, look at what Tariq Hill doing. Like Henry Ruggs didn't have the best year. Like, but them kind of receivers are hard to stop. Whether you put them on the outside or the inside, but you can always put them in your offensive strategy. You can use them in wildcat. Just, it's just more than just a different kind of element. Like, yeah. All to right. what uh, Go ahead.
4: I'm to cut you off. We're actually running out of time right now. I have to end this. Okay. So, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate all the support. Thanks for calling the voicemails. And all you guys, thanks for listening tonight. And we'll try to do this every Friday. And with that, I'm out. Peace. All right, peace, fellas.
3: All right y'all. Y'all have a good one, right, man. Guys, peace. You too. Peace.